Welcome to the Hot Lava Podcast. My name is Kevin Acey, Padres beat writer for the Union Tribune. My boss, Jay Posner. Um, Jay is in San Diego, his usual backdrop. I apologize for this, and I just feel like I'm really washed out. I'm uh, I'm in the uh, media room uh, in Peoria, getting ready to go over and watch Blake Snell make his Padres debut. And uh, it's delightful. It's delightful. Jay, I got some things I want to talk about. Where would you like to start? The pitching? Kevin, wherever you feel comfortable starting, okay. you are running the show. So let's wherever you want to go, go, let's go there. How about we go with the news? And I don't think we can talk about it uh, enough. Uh, Denelson Lamette throws a, a live batting practice yesterday. As oh, wait, we I, thought, this. I thought you were, I thought you were going to say that Tatis signed another contract after that grand, <laughs> after his grand slam yesterday. He, he immediately demanded to renegotiate. One of the uh, one of the finer moments you can have in a spring training game. I mean, right. home runs are neat. Okay, great, whatever. And you're always like, oh, this is spring training. Fernando Tatis Jr. jumps on a first pitch. Terrible pitch, by the way. Nonetheless, 441 feet at 113.6 miles per hour. I don't know. It just doesn't get any better than that in uh, in spring training, and especially a grand slam, Mr. Slam Diego. Right. Uh, I got to be honest, uh, that, that's pretty cool. So is C.J. Abrams triple, though, and we should talk about C.J. Abrams later, but I want to talk about the Nelson Lamette because to me, yep. if you had to pick one key, right, and I'll, I'll argue this to the death, even though it can't be just one key, but if you forced me to pick one key to this season, health of the Nelson Lamette. Jay? Yeah, no, we've I, no, we've talked about that. Uh, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. How big it is that he stay that he is healthy, and that you know the idea that he didn't have the surgery, even though he's got elbow problems, and he's trying the platelet therapy, and and it's basically at this point you're just hoping. I don't want to say hoping against hope because there's there's really no guarantee either way what's going to happen. But from the Padres' standpoint, they really need to Nelson Lamette if they're going to make a run at the Dodgers, not so much in the regular season, but especially in the postseason. You need that third starter. Uh, you know, maybe Musgrove, maybe Paddock jumps up, but I don't know that either one of them at, on their best day, I guess they could be as good as Lamette, but it would have to be on their best day. And Lamette has about 10 of those days um, you just for every one or two that those guys have. You just brought up the key. It was something that the Padres had, had somewhat acknowledged. Um, and Janelson Lamette acknowledged yesterday his being good in October is the priority. There's a long way to go till October. The Padres expect to be playing in October. Um, and I'm not saying Denelson Lamette's not coming back till like August or September. I'm just saying that the start of the season to me is looking less and less likely, not because Denelson Lamette couldn't do it, but because he might not be at his optimum level and they want to make sure that that's where he is. And he's even on the field uh, come August, September, October. I had a live batting practice yesterday. Didn't throw any sliders. Uh, I know that uh, those of us watching were a little confused because he never throws change-ups, and that's all he threw, fastballs and change-ups <laughs> yesterday. So that's nice if he's going to – and they were good. They actually yeah. – I was like, okay, must be a slider because um, <laughs> he doesn't throw anything else. And that's good if he can stay healthy and add that to his repertoire with that you know just incredible two sliders he has and then the 98, 99, 100-mile-an-hour fastball. So uh, it was good. Do you think that the idea of throwing change-ups is to throw less sliders? Sorry, fewer sliders. As soon as we were done talking with Denelson Lamette yesterday, I went, ah, that's the question I didn't ask. Uh, though I'm not sure what 
not that Nelson's not honest. He's probably one of the more forthcoming players that, uh, that there are. He's fascinating to talk to about pitching, um, but not that he would have uh, volunteered that that was the case because you know what? He has been throwing a lot of sliders. So I don't want right. people to read into the fact he didn't throw any yesterday, though I can't tell you that it doesn't mean anything. But, uh, you know, he looked good and he was pleased and evidently feels good today. And that's a big deal. It's probably it's probably too early for this, but I, it's probably something to keep in mind when he does come back. Do you think that he will be on even more of a restrictive pitch count than maybe somebody, some of these other guys? Could they do that? Will they treat him maybe a little bit like Paddock um, two years ago, where you know it always everybody was always like, oh, why didn't Paddock throw another inning or two? You know, he looked strong. He'd only thrown eighty-three pitches or whatever, and they were pretty clear that year that. I think it was like 90 pitches was about as much as he threw for most of uh, most of that season. Do you do you think that we might see that with Lamette this year, or is it just a case of, hey, whether he throws 90 or 105, you know, his elbow is either going to hold up or it's not. I think that. That's basically what it is. I think, yes, he will be just, uh, but I think everybody will be early and maybe right. Denelson for a little bit longer. But once he gets going, if Denelson is what they expect him to be, and remember, they did give him four million bucks this year. Not like they really had a choice, but they do expect him to uh, to, to to be playing th- this year and to be effective. Um, the reality is that Denelson Lamette was largely in charge of taking himself out last year um, because he felt like, hey, this is familiar to me. Uh, I had Tommy John surgery in 2018, didn't know what it was. If you'll remember, he was very stubborn about it, which is one of his best traits, um, that he wasn't going to get it. Uh, He came out of the last spring training game in 2018 and didn't get the surgery until a month later. Uh, Now, this time around, he kind of knows a little bit of some of the warning signs. So this was Mm -hmm. largely Denelson Lamette driven. And I want to bring that up to say the Padres, and this would be their doctor's, uh, James Andrews, who Denelson Lamette went to see, um, they believe that Denelson's going to be healthy this year. So uh, once he gets going, I think if Denelson Lamette needs to go 102 pitches to finish out that no hitter, then darn, darn it, he's going to do it. Boy, if if Lamette could throw a complete <laughs> game at 102 pitches, he's getting <laughs> that would really be something if uh, if that would happen. But uh, let's let's hope let's hope we see it. I, if you would have said 122, I would have I would have thought, okay, that's a little more uh, Lamette-ish. But uh, we'll, I like to throw we'll, little we'll things see. in there to let people know that you know I'm, I'm a little bit of facetiousness here. Not that I mean, gosh, there were like a, a month last year. I thought that Nelson Lamette was going to throw four no hitters. I know, uh-huh. I know. <laughs> so well, that's and that's the thing. That's how good he can be, and and I think that's why. You know, everyone is is eager. So to let's see go over some of the calculus. Healthy. Let's go over some of the calculus here of of the rotation. Even if Denelson Lamette is healthy, the Padres are looking at maybe starting the season with a six man rotation. Adrian Morahon in there, possibly Ryan Weathers, Mackenzie Gore. Now we can talk about Mackenzie Gore later because I don't think that's going to happen. But he could pitch his way onto this roster. Uh, but you've got you Darvish. You've got. Uh, Blake Snell, who goes today, I'm really looking forward to because he's been so sharp in uh, bullpens and then in his one live batting practice. Joe Musgrove, uh, Chris Paddock, and Nelson Lamette. Now, even if those guys can go, you've got your swing guys, your guys right. who can relieve and who can, uh, you know, give you innings out of the bullpen. And they are going to play huge, even if the Nelson Lamette's healthy. But 
The thing is, they want Michelle Baez in the bullpen. They want Adrian Morahone in the bullpen. They don't want to have to rely. They won't tell you this, but they don't want to have to rely on these guys taking the ball every five or six days. And that is a, besides the fact that he can be devastating, that's why it's important that Denelson Lamed is healthy. Right. And you've also listed, for those who are watching, you listed uh, Morahone and Baez as well as Gore and Weathers and Jacob Nix. I haven't heard much about Jacob Nix since you've been down there. Have you, seen, little, have you seen him much? Had a little shoulder thing. Wanted to put him on there because, uh, you know, there, he's got a shot, but uh, he needs to get his spring going. I still think that uh, the bottom three that I have on this list are starting the season in the minors, but I, 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 I believe me, they, they, they could be on, they could be on this roster. And especially if the Nelson Lamette is not uh, starting, then it's going to require probably uh, a Mackenzie Gore or Ryan Weathers to be on the roster. Right. And Morhone and Baez are always remain interesting to me because they're, they're both obviously very young. It feels like, but yet it feels like they've been around for, for quite some time. Uh, and we've seen flashes from both of them mm-hmm. that kind of show you the talent that's there and, and why the Padres spent the money to get them. But at some point you kind of want to see, okay, how good are these guys really? And, mm-hmm. and how much can they contribute, you know, to a, to a winning team? Uh, and maybe, th- maybe this is the year we find that out. If Morahone is what they think, then I think we could see an awful lot of Morahone this year, almost uh, regardless of who's healthy or not. I think Adrian Morahone gets a fair share of, of starts this year. Um, about Mackenzie Gore, I'll tell you what, I don't think there was any intention of this guy being on the roster to start the, uh, to start the season. And there still might not be, but he has looked really strong. And I look forward to his start tomorrow. We're taping this on Wednesday. Uh, he will start on, on Thursday. And by the way, Joe Musgrove will start on Friday. Wow, it, very interesting. And was and I can't remember, was tomorrow's game, one, they, the Padres did add five streaming games um, after being questioned about why they only had 10 spring training games. Uh, they added five video games, but I don't think tomorrow's one of them, right? No, no. Okay. Today is on uh, television, and what Saturday and Sunday, I believe. I think that's right. I think so. that's uh, I think that's true. Well, we will uh, we will rely on you to tell us about uh, Mackenzie Gore tomorrow mm-hmm. against the Rangers. Correct. That's right. Going over to Surprise, which is the name of a town. Jay, I'm not I'm not saying that I have a surprise for you. Sorry, I, every time I just have to say it. <laughs> I know, and I've I have seen a game at Surprise. One of the first times I went York. over to spring training, uh, I I saw the. Padres play there on a Friday night. It took about an hour to drive the uh, the ten, what should be ten minutes. But, uh, probably not as bad now. But although I don't know what what's it like in Arizona these days. Everything pretty open. Ran into some traffic yesterday coming back from uh, Salt River Fields at Talking Stick over in. Uh, people understand how dang spread out this little <laughs> this place is. Now I've covered spring training in Florida, and this is way better than that. We're talking two, three, four-hour drives there. But uh, ran into my first traffic yesterday. But uh, Florida's a little bit uh, little bit thinned out, just like everywhere. Um, so it's actually uh, this, this has been a real good spring training. Really, uh, really enjoy having fewer fewer people. Uh, not not saying fewer people in the ballpark or fewer people at spring training, but fewer people out on the road. Right. Um, right. So. I think that's about it on the pitching, Jake. I just want to make sure that we all understand we're going to see maybe a bullpen game here and there, uh, depending on the shape of uh, the pitchers. We're going to see spot starts from people, and we very well might see 
the occasional, if not for a little period at the start of the season, a, a semi-permanent six-man rotation as they try to get through uh, this season. Right. So we shouldn't be alarmed by that sort of thing. Um, a couple things. So the first thing that, uh, that one of the main things that you notice is how good Ha Sung Kim is in the field. And he spends most of his time playing uh, second base in workouts. Okay. Started at shortstop the other day. What was that, Monday? And is starting at third base today. Hmm. We'll be surprised to see him at first at some point. Right. Uh, but right. uh, this, this kid is really good. And the other day, obviously the Korean media, very interesting, very interested in Ha Sung Kim. Uh, and, and someone asked Jace Tingler about him starting in the minors. And I'm like, <laughs> what? I just want to assure everybody, Hassan Kim is on this uh, roster. Right. Not, that, not, not that the $7 million uh, a year absolutely guaranteed that, though it almost did. Um, but he's really good. He's really good in the field. That's not to say that he might not struggle, even though he's looked really good at the plate so far, too, and be sent down to the minors. But... Hassan Kim will be on this roster. He's a, they're going to find a way to get this guy in the field as he continues to play as he has in this spring. Now, do you think it's guaranteed that Cronenworth starts at second base the majority of the time, at least at the start of the season? And Kim is sort of that, you know, floating type guy, or do you think there's a real competition uh, at second base right now? And, and maybe depends a little bit, you know, if, if, if Kim hits and hits and hits this spring and Cronenworth doesn't, could that you know could we see a change there you could also have a platoon situation uh though i, I you know chronoworth splits are, are just fine and and uh I'll be honest with you i'm not really sure about hassan kim he's gonna be facing a different kind of pitcher anyway so i don't mm-hmm. know if we'd read too much into that uh i think the person playing second base is going to be the guy who's having the better offensive time of it at the mm-hmm. time uh, Hassan Kim is a superior fielder. He's smooth. He's fast. He's, he's just really good. Um, I think both of these guys, honestly, as much as we all and fans all get into playing time, and obviously there's a little bit of a crunch in the outfield, um, I think all these guys are going to get significant playing time. Still holding out hope to some extent, though they are going full sp- speed ahead with pitchers preparing to hit, holding out uh, to some extent that there would be a designated hitter. It's what everyone prefers. But of course, the owners have to have leverage. Uh, right. and can't just give it away, even though it would be better for the game of the teams they own. But anyway, um, not to give you, Jay, more reason to uh, <laughs> say owners <laughs> don't know what they're doing. Um so uh, that, that to me is the biggest thing. The other thing that's happening right now, Jay, is Tommy Pham looks terrible. It's spring. It's March 3rd. But I right. just want you to know that to, to be very happy once you see him break out of it in a game because he is terribly frustrated and it, and it doesn't take much to see that his timing just isn't right. And, and I don't know necessarily what it's about. Obviously, he had a lot that he went through uh, in, in the offseason, had some more time off uh, than he usually takes. But there. It's just not been a good spring so far for Tommy. Well, didn't he say the other day he was somewhere around 80% or something like that? Mm-hmm. So um, yep. maybe that has something to do with it. Um, if he's not ready, then we see Profar as the regular uh, out there, and I guess, and Fam would be on the bench. And, you know, some of these guys are going to play because if, if there is no – if there's a DH, obviously the Padres are well set up for that uh, right now, well-positioned. 
uh, for uh, for that. But if there's not a DH, then hey, we're back to double switches and uh, Jay Stingler manage a game. That's yes. right. So we end up with that. The one thing about the the Padres, and you know, in terms of Kim, obviously we know he can play shortstop. He said he's starting at third today. Assuming, I mean, you know, everybody can knock on all the wood they want when I say this, but Tatis and Machado are guys that you want to see out there like 150 times a year. I mean, they're not the kind of guys where you you say, well, we'll give you know Manny a day off every week or something like that. I mean, the, Machado is a guy who I know prides himself on being out there every single day, and I think has played 162 um, yeah. in his career. Tatis, you know, not at that point yet, but is a guy who you still want to see out there as much as possible. So it is good to know, though, I'm sure the Padres feel great that they have someone in Kim who can play shortstop and has played it. Um, it's one of my favorite things in the world. You said that Manny Machado had played 162 games in his career. And, and obviously, Jay, uh, you know that that Hugh Manny's played 162 games in a, in a, in a season uh, during his career. Tatis hasn't played 162 <laughs> games in his career. He has two years of service time. Right. He has a 14-year contract worth $340 million. And I just I just love the fact that he has played 143 games. One of the greatest 143-game starts <laughs> in the history of baseball, but it is still 143 games. You threw out a 150 number. I think that's a perfect amount. You know, normally I think you'd have those guys like Tatis 158 to, to 162. You'd have Manny 155, you know, around there. I think 150 is a good number because position players are also going to be mindful of, and their coaches are going to be mindful of the fact that they only played 60 games last year. You know, Manny and Tatis, Manny, uh, Tatis played 61, I think. And Manny played 57 or 55. Yeah. Um, so, you know, between playing DH. So if there's a DH, that obviously helps a lot there. Heck, Tatis could play 162 if there's a DH. Yeah, I mean, if there's no DH, I would think if you could get 150 out of Tatis, 50. people would do cartwheels. I mean, I, I I would probably even take take the under on uh, on, a, on number of games he started for one fi- under 150 if there's no DH. Uh, but Manny... Uh, there's no reason he can't start 150 to 155 um, games at a, at a minimum, you know, uh, again, always assuming that, that they're going to be healthy. Um, so I, I think those are things to watch. I think, I think first base is a little more of a position where guys could, you know, Cronenworth could play there. Didn't Profar play there even? Uh, Profar a little has played bit. there. Brian O'Grady. O'Grady, Will Myers has played there. So I, I think you're, if, if you're going to see a, an infield, one of those sort of three big guys in the infield uh, be down for more games than the other, it would be Hosmer. I think that we are at a point in Padres uh, history uh, where – yeah, I think your performance will merit your playing time on this team. Right, and, and I'm not saying Hosmer's only going to. I'm not saying he's only going to start 100 games. I, I would not expect Hosmer to start 150 games this year, uh, if, especially if there's not a DH. If he's not performing against left-handers, the Padres have options which they have not in the past to the extent, you know, in 19 and 18, which would be, right. you know, his first two years with the team, uh, there was absolutely, you know, there was virtually no reason to sit down Hosmer. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, you know, we could, we could, we could nitpick on decisions that were made in 18 and 19, but, uh, and that's going to be one of the fun things about this season, by the way, everything will matter. Chase Tingler right. didn't make this switch in the seventh. Oh, geez. It cost him a game. Oh, 
So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Different way of covering a team. What else you got for me, Jay, before I go out and watch this Blake Snell tilt? Uh, just any other option? Oh, you mentioned you wanted to talk about C.J. Abrams, who has played. Abrams. I think he's. I think he's played a couple games already, and and uh, him and uh, Bob Hassel, who short yes. short hop short hop the wall the other day, um, it, with uh, with a with a solid strike. So, what what have you seen out of a couple? You know, the a couple number one picks there. To, uh, uh, both those guys are getting a lot of work and not to, uh, you know, not to under, you know, undersell Tucapita Marcano, who uh, mm-hmm. is, is really good at the plate. And I remember this guy come up, what was he, 12? The first time he would come out and, and come in the ninth inning of a, of a major league game. And it was like, okay, you know, when he was facing major league pitchers, you saw, all right, he's got a ways to go. But the confidence and the strike zone awareness of that kid when he was, you know, whatever, four the first time he got on the field. It was, it was, I mean, he made, he made uh, Tatis look old that first time that uh, they were both out there. Right. So he's been great. But CJ Abrams does something every day. Yesterday it was a triple in uh, whatever it was, 11.7 seconds. It uh, is, you know, pretty much right there with Billy Hamilton almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously a better player than Billy Hamilton or, or, or will be by all accounts. Um, but uh, it's been on defense at second base, at shortstop, uh, at the plate. He's, he's a really good player. Might be a surprise to you. He's a really good player. To me, he's been the prospect here, though. Certainly, a lot of people are talking about Tucapita Marcano as well. Right, right. Jay, this is significant. There's a couple things. Way with the COVID camp, and there's not a lot of uh, – you've you got your guys in camp, but you don't have uh, minor leaguers you can call up. So that's why they've got the rules with the pitching, with the shortened games, like the Padres played eight innings yesterday, seven the day before. You only have so many pitchers. You don't have a whole bunch of guys you can call up from the minors to play in games. So Bob Hassel, Marcano, uh, Ghost K- Cato from Rancho Bernardo High School, uh, Abrams, all these guys are getting like five or six innings a day so far. Now, obviously, that will um, taper down as the regulars start to play more. But it's kind of cool to see these guys hitting actual major league pitching, not in major league games, hitting right. against other minor leaguers. It's really good experience for them. Oh, good. I'm looking forward. Uh, I know by the time most people hear this, the game will have been played, but I'm looking forward to uh, to watching some baseball today and later on this weekend. And right on reading your reading your copy. Jeff Sanders, Bryce Miller is on his way to Arizona uh, today. So he'll be, file, he'll be filing from down there, keeping you company. Casey Alfred with some great photos. I think uh, Annie Halbert mm-hmm. still still filing videos from from her trip down there, everyone sub- subscribe to the AC newsletter. Can I plug anything else? Gosh, Jay, that was pretty awesome. Thank you, sir. Uh, <laughs> everybody, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Take care.